Hello, everyone. So you've heard this story before, I'm sure. You know, where an industrial engineer, a fashion communications professional, and an aerospace engineer walk into a bra. Oh wait, I mean bar. It's a true story, folks. And today, I'd like to share it with you. I'm your host Joella, and this podcast is brought to you by House of Annecy. House of Annecy is Toronto's very own fashion tech startup that is making the news everywhere. From features in Bustle, Glamour Mag, to winning pitch competitions, and even surpassing their first crowdfunding campaign, these three geniuses are totally badass. So, without further ado, let me introduce you to Stefania, Lean, and Jacob. Can you give our listeners a little rundown on who you are and what inspires you? Hi everyone, my name is Lean, and I have a background in industrial engineering and Lean Six Sigma. Hi, my name is Stefania. Uh, my background is in fashion technology. Uh, throughout university, I focused on smart textiles and wearable technology. And then I got my certificate in smart fashion in the IAC Institute in Barcelona. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Jacob, and my background is in aerospace engineering, and I'm just crazy about product design. Those are very diverse backgrounds. What brought the three of you together in the same room and led to House of Fantasy? We actually met about four years ago at the reengineering fashion competition that was hosted at Ryerson University Sandbox. We were all students in our first and third year, and we were very interested in fashion and technology. We were challenged at the competition to create an innovative product that would disrupt the market. All of us had had trouble finding perfect fitting clothes, so we decided to tackle broad design. There was a huge gap in the market. We created a bra that would adapt to women's breast size changes, and it would be ten times more comfortable. And we actually ended up winning the competition. It was great that we were able to use all our multidisciplinary backgrounds to solve this problem. What is a hackathon for those listeners that have never heard the term before? A hackathon really is just a problem-solving competition. Ours, for example, was a three-day sprint with the goal to create either a software, hardware, or prototype. That would solve something revolving around re-engineering fashion. We were probably the only team there with a very diverse and multidisciplinary background, so that helped us a ton. I'd encourage everyone to give it a shot and make sure to build a team as diverse as you can, so you can see solutions in as many different ways as possible. Where did the name come from? It sounds really regal and couture. Thank you. This is actually such a quiet, oftenly asked question. Honesty means comfort in Greek, and Stefania is Greek. So during that competition, we were rambling last minute, and we wanted to find a name that would represent us and the product we were creating. We thought honesty really stood for what we believed in and for the product we wanted. And from there, it kind of evolved to House of Honesty. We wanted down the road to create more products that can improve women's health and wellness. So we are the House of Comfort. So no one has heard of tech and lingerie mashing up together. Can you guys give us your elevator pitch without tech? Of course. So basically, our elevator pitch is House of Honesty is a lingerie and technology startup based in Toronto. Honesty means comfort in Greek, and our mission is to create products that improve the health and wellness of women. The Honesty bra is our first product. We are using 3D printing, advanced fabrics, and biocompatible gels. To create a bra that adapts up to two cups and two band sizes. That sounds revolutionary. So, Lean, as an industrial engineer, is bra development something you've been dreaming about your entire career? 
Honestly, it never crossed my mind. I'd be lying if I said it would. But I was always interested in both fashion, technology, and engineering. And I always wanted to combine my passions. And I think this is just a perfect way to create a product that's both of my streams or both of my interests. And Jacob, did you get teased a lot for being a founder in the lingerie space at all? Or do people or investors challenge your involvement? And in what way? The general public always asks, but our network is really supportive. So I don't get asked that as often as you would think. Some of our customers ask, anytime I let them know what I do at Honesty, went like from the problem solving side, the product development, the 3D printing, the patent process, they generally understand. So there's very little debate after the explanation regarding my involvement. And what has been the most challenging thing about coming together from different disciplines? I think our biggest challenge was just to adjust to each other's thinking styles. Honestly, it is also our biggest advantage as a team that we come from such different disciplines. We approach design solutions uh, very differently, and it actually helps us create better products and services for our consumer. From finding great fitting clothes to bra development, how did the bra actually come about? So we wanted to solve a problem that is in the market. Bras have never been touched or have not been touched in a really long time. The industry has been very standardized. Things have been being done the same way. So we wanted to solve a problem in the market. The bra is a garment that hasn't been touched or innovated in a lot of years. Personally, I've struggled with my bras. Steph has struggled with hers a ton. So my mom is going through menopause. I've heard the complaints on a daily basis. It's been a roller coaster at home, whether it's her body, the temperature, and it all leads down to that our breasts are constantly changing in size, whether it's your period, your menopause, losing or changing weight. So we wanted to address that problem in the market. For me, I never really dreamed of making bras before in my life, but I guess I've always had an urge to empower women. I used to have the best role model growing up, my Greek grandma. That woman was everything. She was a wonder woman. Um, when I was about nine years old, she got breast cancer. But at the time, I didn't know what cancer was. I couldn't really understand it. I saw her lose her hair and she got her mastectomy, but she never once showed me any kind of fear or sadness while she was going through that. She was always smiling and um, laughing. And after her mastectomy, she would always make jokes about her one boob. She would um, tell me uh, that now that her other boob is missing and I can hear her heart better against her chest. A few years later, her cancer spread and she got ovarian cancer. And after that, she got lung cancer, then bone, and then finally brain cancer. It was 10 years that had passed since... Uh, breast cancer. So she she had it for a really long time. And throughout the 10 years, she still took care of everyone. Like it was not a big deal. She was and still is the strongest person I know. And I wish one day that I'm as half as strong as she was. And I guess for me, honesty is kind of like a tribute uh, to her and everything that she's done. Wow, that's a really real story that I think a lot of people can relate to. Breast cancer is something that affects a lot of women today. Thank you for sharing that with us, Stefania. And is that why having the right bra is so important to you guys right now? Well, of course. Like it's, it's so much more when you find the perfect bra, your confidence boosts up, your self-confidence, you, you feel better about yourself. It's a physical and emotional 
advantage that you get as soon as you have a, a better bra. And on that topic, can you tell us about the event you guys have hosted and what you learned from that? Yes, actually, this is exciting. Um, our first event was called Appreciating Your Boobies 101, and it was hosted in Toronto, our home base. It was an amazing night. Uh, we started the conversation. We really wanted to tackle how society really shapes how we look and love our bodies and boobies as women um, and breast health as well. So it was set up as a panel, but it was actually a conversation. Uh, we heard a lot of amazing stories, met a lot of amazing people, and we're actually planning a 2.0 in the spring. Um, so if you're in Toronto, stay tuned. And a bra is going to be the only thing you guys produce then? Definitely not. This is just our starting point. Going through this entire process, um, hearing stories like about Steph's grandma and so many other women we've interacted with has really motivated us to understand that there's a lot of things that people are struggling with. Um, there's a lot of problems that men don't know about women that they go through every day and night. So as a brand, we really want to focus on bringing conversation. That's what the whole event was about uh, regarding all of these topics. And there's plenty of products we come up with every day that are just designed to make people's lives better, women's lives better. So this is not the last thing you're going to see from us. We want to create more products, both in the physical and digital world that can improve women's health and wellness. We want to partner with institutions, research labs that really focus on why breast health is so important. Wow, that sounds amazing, you guys. It sounds like you have a lot coming down the pipeline. Why now? Well, we believe that every woman has the right to start her day brimming with confidence. Uh, worrying about spilling out and wardrobe malfunctions or having tender boobies when you're hormonal is just bullshit that men don't have to deal with. So why should we? So all the stock of bras, where can listeners purchase the Annecy bra at the moment? Well, right now, people can join our waiting list on our website, which is houseofhonesty.com. And you can be the first to get access to them in April of 2019. All right. So just like the Annecy bra, this podcast is going to be inclusive, supportive, and liberating. Can you guys tell us what we can look forward to hearing in the forthcoming episodes? Of course. So we have planned a podcast that's going to be specifically about breast health and also talking about society's issues. One of our speakers is going to be talking about perimenopause and menopause and how that affects our bodies and our breast changes. Another speaker of ours is going to, she's going to dive deep into the different types of breast diseases uh, that can affect women. It is so much more than just breast cancer out there. Women suffer from a lot of different things that we're not aware of, and we want to shine a light to them. And another speaker of ours is going to talk about her experience with um, her ex-boyfriends and how they made her feel uncomfortable about her body and how she overcame that throughout the years and how she's just loving everything that God gave her. All right. Those sound like super exciting episodes. So just before we close out, do you guys have any funny stories from your experiences this far? There have been so many throughout the last three years. Um, the the latest one that I can like really remember uh, is when I went to Tunis to see our factory and meet our production manager and our manufacturer. When I was in Tunis, of course, I got my period like the day before I went there and I forgot to pack tampons with me. 
And I, when I went to Tunis, I did not know French. So everybody there, they didn't speak English. It was only me and Karen, our production manager, that taught that. So I was depending on Nabila, our sorry, our manufacturer, to actually take me out and take me to stores to get me tampons because it was a bit more. I had like a language barrier. You couldn't get tampons there from just like anywhere. You had to go like to specific stores. Um, so that was an interesting experience. I felt like a little fucking child just being held by the hand and like someone buying my tampons. Um, so that was pretty interesting. That was a good few laughs that, that we had hilarious. there. <laughs> and also like most of our worst nightmares. It was. It was. It was a bit too much. Just I'm 24 years old and I still needed someone else to go get me tampons. It was just like asking everyone, telling everyone I'm bleeding, help me out. <laughs> Oh man, I mean, I have plenty of very funny, strange stories. I heard a lady had like a nipple piercing and like her boob just deflated. <laughs> that, all my friends ask me if they need guys to help test. <laughs> I get quizzed. People ask me like, hey, what process do you think I am? I'm like, I'm not answering that. Um, there's two things. So one is the really funny side and then the other is like the very smart side, which makes me look very impressive in front of women. <laughs> so number one would be anytime these girls don't come with me anywhere and I have to set up our booth I have to put the bra on a mannequin and more often than once a guy has come up to me and he's like whoa what's going on over here and then they start practicing like how to remove a bra properly with one hand and I have to explain to them that this is not what we're here for <laughs> and then the other times it's pretty neat like someone will talk about some problem they have like for example one of my friends was just talking about PCOS and I'm like, oh, you mean like polycystic ovarian syndrome? And her jaw like dropped to the ground because she had no idea that anybody knew what that meant or what it was. And that I, she, I was like one of the first people she did not have to explain that to. So That's, it kind of helps and there's funny moments. <laughs> but <laughs> it must be pretty liberating to have someone on the other side understand where you're coming from. Do you think Anasi will play any role in putting out content around how to approach these topics from a guy's perspective? Um, I mean, that's something I really, really want to get into. Uh, like, I'm obsessed with the health side of things. Um, like, we've talked to a lot of healthcare professionals and researchers, and there's a lot of information that we can distill down from their kind of high level. So cancer, re cancer researchers talking about how effective, for, for example, like, um, heat scanning a person's body is and discovering tumors or how often you should go for um, like a, a screening and depending on the density of your breast what type of screening you should do there's so many different things that we can distill down to men so they can kind of push their wives girlfriends or significant others to kind of go get go get screened or even just help in like daily kind of like self-care reminding them look it, it, this is the ideal time to kind of check for lumps um, do you notice anything different and things like that? There's a lot of things um, men can do. And I guess the most interesting thing is the sheer amount of men that ordered bras for their wives through our Kickstarter campaign. So these men know, like these are guys that know what they're, what they're trying to buy, what their wife likes to wear, and they're fully taking control of that. So, I mean, people want to know about these things. And I think guys can play a key role in kind of helping, you know, 
and it's wonderful that you guys are willing to share the info. We can't wait to hear what's coming up in the upcoming episodes at this rate. So, all right, folks, you've heard it here first. House of Fantasy is coming to you with all the new facts. Stay tuned for awkward conversations that aren't that awkward. Tune in next week here, the first episode from one of our guest speakers. 